my uh, English teacher in was it freshman year of high school? She made a book club, called it the Lit Teresi Group. That's so beautiful. there's that. I'm sorry, how long ago was this? It was freshman year of high school, so it was like five years so ago. You were a freshman in high school when people were saying lit is what you're saying. Yes. That just that He's hurt a youngin. Me so much. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do you guys do you guys feel dated? Oh yeah, so oh my much. God. <laughs> how does the youngest member of the group being your god feel? Like sometimes I think about how you were born in 2000, and that means you're a year older than Shrek, and I cannot. Yeah, I'm only a year older than Shrek. Yeah. I mean, okay, so fur is going to be... Of truth. I don't have any stealth. I don't have any kind of, you know, hiding abilities. <laughs> and I have to be within 60 feet to cast. I mean, I think it's probably just safe for us to hide rather than changing our shape. Also, Esmine does have the ability to give us bonuses to stealth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. I don't remember exactly what the range of it is. Uh, I mean, you'll be with us too, so it, feet. you'll be with us too, though. So, um, yeah. fur doesn't need that. We're all gonna be in a group, um, so we'll be fine. And then as we move, it'll follow us. It's not like we can only move within thirty feet. So I just have to like cast it while everyone's within thirty mm-hmm. feet, and then we can just kind of go wherever. Yeah, gotcha. So if I'm correct, our plan is to hide. In the shadows, maybe between these buildings. And Fur yeah. Fur will talk to her, and um, I mean, I suppose we'll be close enough to hear most of what they're saying. So looking around, do I see any, like, torches on the walls or lanterns or anything that aren't lit? Uh, there are some on the residential buildings behind or to the right of you guys, but not on the back of Lona. But it will also be midnight, so who knows if those will be lit. Is the space between the two buildings like an alleyway? I'd say it's like an undeveloped street, uh, wide. I'd say it's close to 40 feet. So this is a fairly big area. I'm assuming there's like trees and shrubbery and bushes and weeds. Uh, maybe not trees. I would say there are some really tall weeds and the occasional bush. I say that we execute this plan just before midnight. Because if she wants me to meet her at midnight, she'll likely be here earlier. If you meet her just at midnight, it's going to look suspicious, and she's also going to be distracted waiting for me. But if we come out here a few minutes early and wait for her to arrive, then we can get her right off the jump. And weapons will stay away until we know what her intentions are. I can't always set up a trap that you can just move her into an area and it goes off. What kind of trap? Well, I just learned this new thing where I can actually magic my arrows, and if you move her into an area, I can just have one shot off immediately. Well, we don't want to hurt her if we have no reason to. She just gets pelted by 60 arrows. <laughs> just as soon as we see her. That's a little aggressive. She could accidentally step in the area before she even sees anybody. Yeah. <laughs> one of you guys sets it off. Oops. We'll just do, a, do an Animal Crossing pitfall trap. 
But we can fast forward to midnight if you guys are ready. Or just before midnight. I'm ready. Just before midnight. We'll call We're it 11. Fast forward to 11.59. <laughs> um, I will assume you guys have taken a long rest in this point because from 2 o'clock in the afternoon to 11 o'clock yeah. is like 9 hours. So I'll assume you guys will have take, come back, taken a long rest, taken hey. a good nap. What's up? Can I read my book in that time? Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and make a history check for me. 14. All right. Let me pull it up because I didn't write down it in my computer. It's in my notebook. Here it is. Handwriting notes. Okay, boomer. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So you have eight knowledge points to spend. There are... I'll read you off the demon lords that you don't have all the information on. Okay. Um, there is Baphomet, Fraz or Blue, Grozit, Demogorgon, Jubilex, hey. Orcus, and Zugtomy. Which one would you like to learn about? You can spend two to get a bit of information or five to ask a general question. Um, everything I can get for the Demogorgon. The Demogorgon. Okay, so that will do four points. So you have four points left to spend. The first bit of information, the Prince of the Prince of Demons is being is a being of unfettered violence and rage, the mightiest of the demon lords. His twin heads, Amiel and Hathrodath, compete in some ways and cooperate in others. The Demogorgon prefers to meet every challenge with overwhelming force and ferret out enemies long before they can marshal the strength to make a serious stand against him. And then the next bit of information. Demons comprise the majority of the Demogorgon's cultists since he commands unmatched power in the Abyss. In mortal realms, people can fall under his sway simply by laying eyes on a true copy of his symbol, crafted either by Dem the Demogorgon himself or one of his most powerful demonic followers. And that's all yeah. the information. This just reminds me of Persona when you're chilling on like the train. Like, yeah. Hey, you want to read your book in this time? You, just you read some health. Your, your <laughs> just you read two sentences, but it wasn't enough, so sorry. Have fun sitting on the train again in two weeks. You've completed okay, the book about the bandit. So... Your stealth has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> I, so that was only four of my points, and that's everything about Demogorgon. That's everything you can find about the Demogorgon. Okay, so you can have four I points do left. Um, the last four on... Can I do Baphomet? Baphomet, yeah. All right. The first bit of information, known as the Horned King, Baphomet has divided the world into two groups. Those who acknowledge his power are his servants, and he endows them with savagery and hunter's cunning. The rest are prey, creatures to be hunted and slaughtered. And the second bit of information, the cult of Baphomet attracts those who see themselves as superior to everyone else, to the extent that they consider other people little more than animals. Baphomet's teaching reinforced these beliefs, appealing to the ego and justifying narcissism. Bigots are also drawn to Baphomet's doctrine of individual superiority. Gross. All you have learned. Uh, there is a certain individual who has shown what a follower of Baphomet may be that you have met. Ha! Much to think about. I don't want to be like, look, there it is, but... You'll understand when you figure out who it is. Many thoughts, head full. All right. Would Perrine the, like uh, to share this information or? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Information has been shared. Everybody heard everything that uh, Perrine said. Yay for Baphomet. All right. And we can fast forward to uh, just before midnight, 1130. For before going outside, 
uh, goes down to, I keep forgetting Hippo Man's name. I feel really bad about Jodnar. that. Jodnar. Jodnar, of course. How could I forget? Um, so <laughs> he goes up to Jodnar and just asks, uh, he goes, excuse me, um, do you by chance have a lantern that I could borrow? I, I would be bringing it right back. I just need to check something outside. Like wipes the sleep from his eyes. You've woken up. He was like sleeping on a stool. Yeah, that's a quite odd request, but um, y- yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have dark vision. I'm not blessed like some uh, people. Uh, <laughs> that's rough, buddy. Can't uh, I, have, I have a small lantern right here. Uh, he was. It was just next to his stool. Is one that sometimes the fire goes out and I can't see. But uh, here you go. You just bring it right back. All right. Um, it's a small oil lantern. Is is it lit currently? No. Okay. Can I take these steps to light it by yeah. like using like kindling or something by the, the fireplace or something? Yeah, very very easily you're able to light it. It's an oil lantern. It's pretty easy to light. Cool. Perfect. And then he smiles and says, "Excellent." And then he takes his hood and like throws it up and over his uh, head, not unlike the way the uh, bear pelt used to be, where it kind of blocks out his eyes. And he cinches everything up, so he's effectively just this hooded figure without his arms visible, apart from the one that is sticking out, holding the lantern in front of him. Have fun. And then he just thanks the man and proceeds outside. All right. Which direction is Fur going to be approaching from? Uh, I was imagining that he would be coming up from the left-hand side mm-hmm. and then over, like, across the way to the towards the right. That works. Okay. Where is everybody else? Uh, what is everybody else doing? Should we go, like, around one of those residences and just kind of come up that empty street and hide in the shadows? Yeah. Yeah, that might be best. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Perrin, Armin, are you going with them? Armin does want to yeah. cast this guy's self on him to make him look like an older man. That works. What kind of armor are you wearing? Uh, I think it's chain mail, but I don't have it written down. I know it doesn't give me any disadvantage. You're right, it doesn't. All right. So everybody who's hiding, go ahead and roll me uh, stealth checks. Armin. Wait, did Esmin? Oh yeah, Esmin, are you casting? Yeah. Go ahead. All right, everybody has plus 10 to their checks. Armin, you can do it with advantage because you've changed your form. Um, Real quick, though. Mm-hmm. Um, how lit up is the street? Is it kind of like dark it's, shadows? It's very dark. The only amount of light is the faint moonlight that you can see right now. And your boy's a lantern. And first lantern. You said it was a stealth check? Yes. Plus 10. 19. How low did you roll? 19 I for Perrin. So, as a Mine's a 15, stalker, so... Uh, like that. Anybody who has dark vision cannot see me in the dark. Very nice. Okay, well, Ooh, I got a 31. Cool. I got a 34. <laughs> Dang, son. All right. You say you guys are successfully hidden between the two buildings. Um, and you guys just lay in wait. Say, How far away are we from where Fur is? For when would you want to come around the side of the building? Um, That's the so question. I will probably... Will I be able to tell when she's back there? Or do I have to like, wait? You have no idea. She'll be there at midnight. We should have found a way to, like, message each other. Or signal. Just start screaming, ALARM! Um, (laughs) Make bird noises at midnight. So, I mean, am I capable of, like, telling when midnight rolls around? Um, make a, I would say make a survival check for me. Because, you know, the moon is a lot different from the sun. Uh, that is a 12. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's a 16. 16... And you said you're waiting for midnight? Yeah. Okay. 
I would say you would guess that midnight would be in about 20 minutes. Um, so the goal here is if he if he knows that it's about 20 minutes, then he's going to wait maybe 20. Uh, she's going to probably be there early. Yeah, that's he'll probably wait five minutes prior or like till five minutes prior. So 1155 before making the corner to see if she's there and then strike up conversation. All right. I'd say about 15 minutes pass and everybody hiding. You all see a very small, she's 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, she's a very short individual. She's wearing a, a blue cloak. You can just see bits of her very short, like chin-length red hair peeking through her hood that's pulled over. She's carrying a small torch, just enough light to light where she's walking. And she just walks over to the left side of the Lanali, so the left side of the U, and just stands there looking around kind of shivering it's a little cold out right now you guys can just barely see your breath as winter is coming she's just sitting there waiting can i try to roll a perception check to see if i recognize her from here go ahead Whoop. that is a flaccid 20 flaccid 20 um i would say you would recognize her not out of familiarity just a more of I've seen that face before sort of thing more in your disciples time. Okay. Like from Esmia? Yeah, from Esmia. Was she important? Not that you can recall. The face doesn't have a, a level of importance to it. I'd say she's about your age. She's also my height. <laughs> but she's just sitting there with a very small torch waiting. Um, so seeing that she is essentially the only person on the street uh, apart from, you know, everyone else who's kind of hiding... Uh, Fur pulls out the lantern and comes around the corner from the front because she came in from the back, correct? Yeah, she came around. So if you're looking at the picture that I sent, she came around from the right side of the Lanali around and you're on the left. So that's where she would have came around from. So she didn't like just see Fur chilling out in the front like an idiot. Um, So Fur kind of walks over um, and noticing that she's shivering a little bit, pauses in front of her. And kind of pulls out his lantern and pulls it up to her face. Well, hello. It's a little cold out here, isn't it? She like looks at you kind of scared and like steps back like, hey, hi, pal. Uh, can I help you? He just chuckles and goes, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just passing through. I'm, I'm a traveler. Uh, I just, it's really laid out and I didn't expect to see anybody out this late. It's, are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh what uh, okay. Um Wait, while she's getting there, I wanna try to cast Zona Truth. Alright, I have to make a charisma save, right? Yeah. Does this affect me at all? Yes, it will um, affect yeah. me. <laughs> it's a fifteen foot radius. So go ahead and make a spell save, Carlos. Well, how far away is she? Can I cast it backwards so that it only hits her? Like cast it as ten feet behind her? Being a circle and being as close as fur is, I would say probably not. It would probably just hit fur if you were trying to cast it against her. Uh, she rolled a 13 on her charisma save. I think that's a failure. Yeah, yeah, I got a 15. Uh, this is an 18. Woo, okay. So fur knows that she's under a truth spell. She knows, but she can't look. Does she know? Yep, she does know. It says I'm, explicitly that they know that they're under this spell. So she I'm, can not I'm choose to answer certain things and stuff like that. And Fur would know that it was cast because he knows that it failed. 
doesn't say that they know if they fail. An affected creature is aware that they are under the spell. Therefore, she can modify her answers if she if she's like smart enough to like do that. She can. All right. She for you feel this like wave pass over you, but you you know it's coming. You know it's Peren's truth spell. So you kind of just pass it off, um, and you can see her like adjust herself and take a step back while looking at you. And she's, what are you playing at? Who are you? And he just kind of smiles and says. I'm just a traveler, but I do need to ask, what are you doing out here? Because it's not usual for anybody to just be standing out in the middle of an alleyway in the dead of night, just waiting around. After I know the spell cast, I want to walk right up to her, and I want to stand next to her. Perrin! Perrin! No, he walks, Perrin, he no. walks right up. She goes, Oh my god! I'm waiting for someone. That's not them, though. And she takes enough steps back to where she no longer feels compelled to tell the truth out of the zone of truth spell. But wait, wouldn't Peren getting closer impact that? Or is no. it based on singular location? It's based on the singular location. She, she backs out of it until she no longer feels that. And Fur kind of like looks over at Peren and just like, just kind of like gives a kind of a bit of a disappointed look. This wasn't part of the plan. Says, she reaches inside her cloak and, and slowly reveals a dagger just out of self-defense. She's kind of taking her right foot step back, just kind of looking at you guys worriedly. Uh, Fur just kind of laughs and just says, okay, okay, don't worry. No one's getting hurt today. Believe me, that is not, it's not what we have planned. You got to think, two strange men have approached a very small girl in the dark with no guys while she's waiting for somebody in the cold by herself. It was one strange man. Now it is two who approached her aggressively. Yes, correct. Um, which is really Wait. frustrating. Um, I want to say, can I come out and why do you help her? Sure. How would you like to help? Oh my God, what is happening here? I'm trying to make this situation better, but I don't really know how I would go about it. She flips the dagger around so she's holding it uh, face and she goes, you guys need to go away right now. You said you don't want to get hurt and I'm not getting hurt if we have to fight. So keep moving, travelers. And for kind of considers this for a moment and uh, says, you said you're waiting for somebody? Yes. I just talked to you and I say, why are you waiting for Quinn? Fuck. Damn it. That's that's none of your business. It's kind of my business. Damn it. I have information for her. I tell her the truth. I say, listen, a god appeared to me and he told me that you're going to go back and you're going to tell your disciple friends where we are. And I can't let that happen. God damn it, Perrin. So a mystical being appeared to you and told you to kill me, and you're just gonna you're just gonna do it? He doesn't answer. I have done I've done nothing wrong. I'm standing here trying to defend myself against two strange men in an alleyway in the dark. I don't think I've done anything wrong here. Now if you continue to move along, maybe I could tell Quinn specifically why I am here and why I want to help her. Now keep going. Before this comes a situation that neither of you can handle. Quinn, um, Quinn's gonna face step. All right. And she's gonna go, can I face step directly in front of her? Yeah, you can do that. You begin your strides, summoning the face step, and you're moving those 30 feet, and it's like stepping through a portal. Your first two steps, you are in a forest. Shells of large pieces of fungus go tower all the way to the sky. Moss covers the ground. Trees are slowly turning a dark brown, dying from all of this fungus. Up above you in the sky is a huge volcano. 
and then you pass through the other side oh. of the portal. And you are, I would, you wouldn't be able to get directly in front of her, but you'd be able to get pretty close to her. Okay, then she gets pretty close and she walks and stands directly in front of her facing Peren and Fur and looks at Peren and says, back off. He laughs at her. He just goes, huh? And he just stands. You're bothering her. Hang on. Valerie, I love you. <laughs> Quinn's being really mean, but <laughs> I love you. I just wanted to make that known. Fun fact, I don't believe in God. So this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't and I don't yeah, I don't fun. believe in being mean to my friends. So this is fun for both of us. Let's step out that comfort zone. Yeah, we don't blend in this house. Quinn's not I I'm not actually mad. Quinn's just a butt. She with her offhand, um she swirls a circle on her chest and casts mage armor on herself. Step back. Prince just looks at her cuz he's like I'm not gonna freaking stab you, like. But he just looks at her like, "Really? What are you doing?" Um, and then he looks at Quinn. And he's like, "We need to know why." And I think it's fair that everybody gets to hear why she's here. Well, I think it's not, and it matters what I think. So move along. She gestures you with the knife. Keep going, because I assure you, Mage Armor is not the extent of my abilities. Quinn doesn't say anything. She just looks at Peren. And then she looks up at Fur with a look in her eyes that begs him to trust her. And he just kind of nods in solidarity and takes a step back. That's right. Go. He doesn't step very far back. He just steps back. I assure you no information will be spilled if you two are still here. And he sighs and kind of turns to leave. Prang goes the other way so that he blocks another exit. Wherever Fur, whatever... Exit that fur is headed towards. Pern goes to a different one, opposite. So I guess Pern goes left. Uh, fur maybe goes right, and then the other three are still standing at the top, so that we're kind of in front of everything. Okay. Um, Armin, because of the fact that it is dark out and he, and he's also disguised, he wants to try and get as close as he can without erasing suspicion. Make another stealth check for me with disadvantage because you're just walking into a field. You do still have pass without trees. Correct. Uh, that's going to be a 15. 15, all right. All right um, Quinn turns to look at her and says, are you okay? She like looks at you, Quinn, for just a second, and then turns, looks at something over her shoulder, summons Firebolt with her offhand, and shoots it off uh, towards Armin. Oof. Oof, I do uh, Armin does a 17 hit. Yeah. All right, let me get my damage dice. Hang on. Uh, can you help me out? Uh, what is the damage for Firebolt? It's a d6, right? Or d8? I don't have it written down. Uh, there you go. Let me get it. 1d10. Thank you. If she's fifth level, though, it's 2d10. I don't know what her level is. Not fifth. Okay. Uh, it deals nine points of damage to you, Armin, as this Firebolt just ignites from her hands and shoots off in your direction, catching you in the chest. Um... Go ahead and make a concentration check for me, please, for Disguise Self. So, uh, so you just roll a D, so roll a D20 plus your Constitution modifier. That was a nat 20. Natural 20, all right. You are able to keep your uh, your disguise up, but you do take, like I said, nine points of damage as the firebolt catches you in the chest. Quinn uh, moves in the way of where she just cast the firebolt and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. This is a misunderstanding. Nobody's here to hurt you. Tell it to uh, your friend over there. I already did. I already did tell him. I'm to help, 
and I get threatened by a very large man and a very skinny half elf. I don't look. I understand. It. I had all intentions of keeping this secret, but apparently, his god had other plans. They were worried about me. To be completely honest with you, we were just attacked in our last location um, and nearly died. And everyone is extremely on edge. So when I got your letter, they were all very protective and for good reason. But I want to trust you and I can't do that if you attack my companions. They won't hurt you if you don't hurt me. Okay. Do I know you? She's her dagger. Um, I mean, you didn't really talk to me, but uh, I knew you and the disciples in the academy a, a while back. Um, you would seem like a decent person, so when I heard they were looking for you, I decided to do what I could. Who? I know. They're the disciples, the ancestors, they're looking for they're looking for a key of some sort that um, your brother has, and they have reason to believe that you have it still. I or would have acquired it from him. I don't know anything about a key, and my brother is dead. I heard that he died, and that's unfortunate. My condolences. Um, I just came to warn you that they have reason to believe it, and they're trying to get it before the fist does. I. Okay. I need to know where you heard this information, though, because to my knowledge, you and I both weren't very important in the Disciples. Um, I feel like I would know if I'd seen you before. So, why are the Disciples talking about me? I wasn't even, I didn't even do anything for them. She's just, I, something about the key your brother had, and they've been telling everybody we've been doing patrols out in the cities. They've been sending us out of Esmia. They said they just need to get it before the fist does. I don't have that much information on it. Do you have any reason to go back and tell them where to find me? I don't have anything for them. I... I'm supposed to report back all information that I have, but if you have nothing, then I have nothing to tell them. Um, Quinn puts up a finger, and then she takes out her bag, and she dumps it on the ground. And inside the bag, she has her cloak, which is torn into shreds. Um, she has her key, but that I'm sure that she also has, to the underground. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the uh, component pouch... She has a torch, she has the wooden totem that uh, Fur gave her, um, and that's it. That's all that's in my inventory. She just, I believed you. You didn't have to dump it out, but... I needed to prove it to you, because I can't risk people coming after me for a misunderstanding. There's already enough people after me for reasons I already don't understand. I understand. I told you I was attacked, and so was the rest of my party, and that's why they're on edge. That's why they're watching. Because the last time somebody wanted to speak to me, they stabbed me. That's fair. I don't have anything against the Disciples, I don't have anything against you, and I'm not trying to look for a fight. But I don't have a key, I don't have anything that they're looking for, I don't know what they're talking about. And I appreciate that you're here to warn me, but if you're just going to go back and report to them, then there was no reason for this meeting. Yes, I just, I felt like it was something I should do. Because they were going to bring a lot of the Archmages down if there was a confirmation that you had it. And that would be very bad for you and your very creepy friends. Um, I 
I'm sorry there was a misunderstanding. Uh, and tell your friend I'm sorry for shooting him in the chest. Or if that was a random person, I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't blame you for being on edge. And I don't expect you to have all the answers. But it feels counterintuitive and honestly like a betrayal for another magic user to to come here to find me to warn me and then to sell me out do you understand why i'm worried i understand i i just worry about the fist they've we have reason to believe that they are looking for you because of that piece or if you have the whole thing i know that you don't but i don't have anything i don't know what you're talking about they have reason to believe that you do and they I, I don't know why that is. I just know that information, and the disciples need to get it before the fist does. Do you know, know why? You... Do you know what it's a key to? There was... I'm sure you know about the falling of the Red Star long ago. Now, the Red Star itself is uh, an egg, almost. I guess you could say it's a, a rebirth of the Dark Lord Adronis. And the piece that I know that you don't have, it opens that. And if the fist were to get it, then they would open it and release hell back onto the world. Then why did the disciples want it? Isn't it best for nobody to find it? Keep it away from the fist. It's better to know where something is if it can end the world. I'd much rather have tabs on it. Why would they send archmages against me for something like that? I've done nothing wrong. It sure seems like they're not trying to protect anyone. It seems like they're trying to cause a fight. Your brother was running, and we assumed you would be running too. And um, as I said, that assumption was incorrect. It is unfortunate what happened to Oshana. If you do not have it, then I assume the pieces must be somewhere there. In the ashes of that city. But I... If I find it, if I find it, I'll deliver it to the disciples myself. But I don't have it. I don't know where it is, and I can't help you, so I'm sorry. Thank you for the warning but you can tell them that I have no idea what they're talking about. I hate the fist as much as they do, and I wouldn't put it in their hands if I had any idea what this thing was. I understand. I know you have much distaste for the fist as I do. <sighs> I don't know how much they've taken from you, but they've taken quite a bit from me. They've taken something from all of us. And uh, my condolences for your brother again. I'm sorry for bothering you. Thank you. And you didn't. Um... What was your name again? I'm D. D. I don't have a family name. I I understand. Um, do you need anything for your travels? Or are you going to be staying here? I'll be headed back home. My horse is at the stables. I'll just travel through the night. Okay. Are you sure you're all right? It's it's cold. I'll be okay. I can defend myself if something happens, and I think this is the coldest it'll get tonight. Do you have a torch? Yes. Okay. Thank you for your concern, and like I said, my condolences uh, for your brother and shooting your friend. Do you have any reason to tell them that you found me? They already know where you are. I don't... They know through, how they did... know through the fist. Why are they... Are they working with the fist? No, it's just we have... Just as the fist have informants inside the, your rebellion or inside the disciples, we have informants inside the fist. It's a two-way street. Oh, well, that's, um... Something I didn't know. It's comforting. Be careful, Quinn Myers. Thank you, Dee. She walks away. And Quinn watches her go. Does she, like, walk past Perrin? Um, she went to the right, so whoever was to the right. Uh, Fur, probably. Looking at the picture. 
Yeah, so she'll walk past you for um for just kind of like watches her leave and smiles and just says, Didn't mean to scare you. She People just like to stab our friends. She just smiles and goes, Mm-hmm. And keeps walking. Uh, and he just kind of sighs. Quinn looks around. Uh she can kind of see Oh, oh bye. No, Good. No. Oh god. Uh, while while Dylan is gone, um, he did say that her name was D and that she had no family name, and I mm-hmm. I I couldn't stop my oh, never mind. Welcome back. Hi. Uh-oh. Okay, give me a second. Are we gonna kill the girl? I don't wanna. She seems nice. Quinn's not killing hit, anyone. Nice. I don't wanna do a hit. I'm gonna run after her. Oh my god. Oh no. Okay. Quinn, what are you doing? Um, Lyra's gonna follow your lead here. I wanna grab her by the arm. I don't wanna like do anything. I just wanna grab her and like hold her and look at her. Okay. You run up to her and grab her. She's startled. She looks what? <sighs> Paren. I want to drag her back to the um, Zone of Truth circle. Okay. You drag her. I imagine I'm okay. I'm good at that. <laughs> okay, good. She has, <laughs> like, oh, has to make to another uh, charisma check, right? Charisma, yeah. Uh, what is your save again? She rolled a 17. It's a 15. 15. All right. She. Do you know if she succeeds or fails? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so she succeeded on her her spell save. At this point, she has drawn her dagger again and is swiping at you. Uh, I don't have my spell cards. Why are you doing? I already told you. Get 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 off me. Get off. And she like tries to pull your arm off. Hang on, my headphones die. You're fine. Oh no! And then she stabs Peren in the heart. <laughs> 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 I didn't hear it. Before what did she she succeeded on her save and she started swiping at you with a dagger. That's all. Oh, okay. I've got her both her hands. Um, All right. Can you make a strength check for me? Just to make sure. Hopefully I can beat out of. Chain mail is a metal, right? Yes. Uh, 18. Yeah, you're... She started swinging, but you pinned her arms back to her sides. Um, Um, Quinn is going to run up um, and grab Peren's arm and use shocking grasp. All right. Go ahead and uh, do what that needs to do. It's an attack roll or? Uh, attack roll with advantage. Because it's metal, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, 18. <laughs> and that is... That's uh, 8 lightning damage. Bren, you take 8 lightning damage as Quinn runs up to you, grabs you by the arm, and just <laughs> electrocutes your entire body. Get off of her, Peren. I'm not uh, kidding. Get off of her. Well, I imagine... Yeah. I just shocked him. She, like, rolls around and gets up and slowly backs away on her back, running back, and she stands up, and she goes, okay. And she turns and just runs. All right, Pren looks at Quinn, and when that comes back, and bites his- Oof, Jufa. Quinn calls after him, so noble, trying to harm innocence. Your god sure is a nice guy. In the back of your head, Pren, a voice, she's right. It's your fault. Oh, no. What? Whomst? Whomst? I think every, I feel like everyone's just like waiting for the and that's where we're in today's session. But yeah. It's not coming. Yeah, no problems <laughs> coming. I'm scared. That's right. I feel like I need to crank Listen, calories. If you're being possessed, Lyra can help you through it. <laughs> Expert. Call 1 800 possession. Peren, you're in a safe space. You can tell us what's going on. <laughs> Quick, shove her in the zone of truth. Show us on this doll where the bad man hurt you in your head. 
Possessions Anonymous. It's just a diagram of a brain. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, my name's Fur. I haven't been possessed in about six months now. Hi Fur. Hi Fur. Hi Fur. Um. Okay. So Fur just kind of watching everything kind of collapse because realistically he just got back. He wanted to see his friends again. It's been a long time and everyone's just kind of moody and bitchy, which is not great for anyone. Um, so being um, dad that he is, he kind of follows after Peren um, and like taps him on the shoulder. Um, he turns and he just kind of like he looks over and then looks back at Peren and just says, do you want to explain what you're doing? I did explain. And I'm not going to fall down for this when nobody is listening. Now, for meta purposes, uh, was this explicitly explained as to what was going on to everyone? Because all we know is that it's vaguely going to come back to us, but that's not an explanation, correct? No, he hasn't said anything. Um, What he he said in the room was that she was going to go back and tell the disciples where to find us. Okay. The disciples Um, all, Quinn knows the disciples already know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So for but just says, made no attempt. So yeah. Can tell it was assumed that with the force that, well, at least with Quinn, she assumed that with the force he was acting with and the way he dragged her, that he was trying to harm her. So she acted accordingly. Um, but I'm sure that was already known. That's obvious. Okay. Cool. Uh, so for just kind of says, you have some sort of connection with your God. I understand that. It seems like, Everyone here has some sort of mystical entity talking to them in their heads. But you almost hurt that girl. And I understand that you think that that's the right thing to do. But you're not really giving us any other reasons apart from that she's going to tell the disciples. Why do we need to be worried? I don't have. I just believe the man that brought me back to life did that. And he wouldn't have brought back a kid in a bunch of armor too big for him if I didn't have a purpose. If I wasn't supposed to. And if he did that, then he knows why I'm supposed to be here. And it wouldn't be right to not listen. And he just kind of sighs and says, you know, you have a good heart. You're doing this, you know, for all of our sakes. And, you know, if Torm tells you it's what needs to be done, then I can't fault you for that. But unfortunately, not everybody sees it that way. And we need to kind of get over this and figure out what we're going to do. Now, she's gone. There's, there's no turning back from that. So the best that we can do is prepare. And you're telling me that Torm gave you no other information, nothing that we can anticipate. No. And he just kind of nods and says, okay, well, then we're walking on eggshells from here on out. We've made our beds. We're going to lie in them. And at the end of the day, just like anything else, we're going to fight to protect one another. I but will I do- fight to protect. And before uh, Fur kind of walks back to join everybody else to give Peren time to cool down, he stops and then turns and says, what if Torm tells you otherwise? Peren doesn't answer and then walks back in the building. And Fur kind of runs like his, his tongue inside his mouth, just kind of like a, okay. And then walks back outside to join everybody else. Quinn watches Peren go by himself and then sighs in exasperation, turns and walks around the other side of the building and calls as many liar let's go we're getting our own room what <laughs> and she walks away um she she's let's go she says uh as many liar let's go we'll get our own room what about what and she walks away 
Ezune is just gonna head over to Armin and make sure he's good. Uh, the camera cuts to Fur sitting in the office talking to the invisible camera and goes, Kids, am I right? <laughs> am I right, lady? Yeah, he's very not here for the drama of the tech. <laughs> Armin drops the disguise and basically says, he drops it and says, what the hell just happened? Uh, that's a great question. Um, there's just a lot of bad energy going around right now. Um, you good though? <laughs> you got? Yeah, I'll fire. be fine with rest. Okay, rest sounds good. I think we all need. And Fred just kind of looks at uh, Asmin and just says, "So, are y'all gonna go to your own room now, or is she just gonna go off and pout by herself?" I think they both need some space. <laughs> I agree. It seems like and. He kind of he looks at everyone and says, you know, I just spoke to Perrin, and he seems confident in his abilities to protect us. But when I questioned whether or not uh, he would side with Torm or us, he didn't answer. And I understand that he wants to do what's right, but there are forces at play much bigger than we are, or much bigger than us. And I think we're stepping into something a little bit more complicated than what we're used to. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Torm's, I know he's powerful. I know that he helped Pren somehow, but I know he knows things, but that doesn't mean he's good. <laughs> doesn't mean we should do whatever he says. Exactly. That's true. It's almost like Lyra being possessed again. <sighs> yeah, it's not great. And so he just kind of sighs and says, let's all go back inside. Quinn is going to try to find Jodnar. He's sleeping on a bar stool behind the bar. Um, she puts down a gold in front of him and like with enough force to hopefully wake him up. The cheek, he like opens his eyes and looks directly at you. Why? Hi. Can I please get my own room? Uh, well, is is everything all right with your friends? Oh, everything's, everything's fine. I would just like to purchase an additional room for the night. That's all right. Do you need any company? Oh. What? <laughs> Hello? Not me. Not me. What? Not me. Not me. No, I I, I hope that I'll have my own company. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, just one room. Here's your key. Uh, upstairs, uh, right hallway, first door on your left. Thank you. And she leaves and she goes upstairs. All right. Heading into the room. Uh, small bedroom, one bed. There's a... Small little nightstand next to it. It's pretty simple. This is a out of uh, out of game meta super meta comment, but this is the same room that Kara had when uh, her the amulet was planted on her. Oof. Um, Big oof. But yeah, uh, Valerie, what is Perrin's alignment? He doesn't have one, but I assume it is. I don't self serving. Okay. <laughs> Torm serving. I would say. Based Waffle on the torn. actions of Perrin, I would ask you to adjust your alignment to neutral, please. I actually have a spell that can put myself back to alignments. Well, there you go. All right. So what's the plan, gang? Army goes up to the room to get some rest because of being hit. <clears throat> That's fair. All right. Everybody takes a long rest. Quinn is by herself. Bye. She invited the other girls to girls' room, but I don't know if they came. I'm assuming you have Day with you as well. Yeah, I think she went and got day. Yeah, doesn't the girls room have one bed? Correct. There's also, I don't think we have bedrolls. She asked for another 
room, but she only got one bed in it, so. You collect Day, go into your bedroom, uh, sit down, and Day's like sitting in your lap. She curls and looks up at you and tilts her head sideways and she goes, sad? Yes, Day, sad. And she nuzzles into your stomach, turns, flares her wings a little bit, and she goes, safe. And is looking around the room, like protector like. Uh, Quinn kind of giggles, like, sadly, and uh, gives her a little pat on the head and lays back on the bed and says, thank you. She's perched up on the corner of the bed with her wings flared out. She's just scanning the room. I know I'm safe with you here. Her tail is, like, going side to side with a stinger on it. (laughs) She's been around the room, like, following behind her head occasionally. And everybody takes a long rest. Thank you for listening. Our cast for this session includes myself, AJ, as Quinn, a human sorcerer, Valerie as Peren, a half-elven paladin, Matt as Aramine, an Asmar ranger, Carlos as Fur, a human barbarian, Callista as Lyra, an elven druid, Maria as Esmene, a tiefling druid, and Dylan as our dungeon master. Our music this session was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, thank you for exploring with us.